Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Before having kids, you may have been focused on your career, staying back as long as was needed, cancelling social events, eating dinner at your desk. Having children changes that in many ways. Apart from the fact you probably don't want to keep working that way, you have responsibilities now that cannot be cancelled. So how do you find work that's flexible enough to include your family life? Stephanie Roos and Victoria Stewart started Beam to help people find flexible work. Stephanie, Victoria, welcome to Fee Play Love. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, um, you're both working parents, but Beam isn't just for working parents, is it? No, that's right. We are for anyone who is basically excluded from the full-time working week. And what we see is, you know, 99% of professional roles are advertised as full-time. So we're trying to be the voice, I guess, for all those people who um, need to work in a different way. And that could be carers of not just kids, but, you know, their parents or elderly or sick loved ones. Athletes, of course, can't, you know, work in a traditional week. There's lots of different people, just even portfolio career seekers, people with a side hustle, and there's just increasingly a lot of people who want to work in a different way. Okay, so it does cover a lot of people, but you Mm. did start this because of your own situations. Uh, Victoria, do you want to explain a bit about how Beam came to be? Yeah, so Steph and I had really um, started our careers and ridden that career ladder, but certainly when we had kids, we did get slapped in the face uh, with a binary decision of all in or all out on our career. And uh, Steph was in a very senior role in a multinational company. I was in a senior role as well in a you know a big company as well, and. What we found was there was this competing pressure between being the employee that we wanted to be and being the parent that we wanted to be. And we found ourselves having to step out of the workforce. And as we did that and we looked around, we realised that this is actually an issue that not only we were experiencing, but so many people around us. And it was experienced by millions and millions of people. So what we wanted to do was kind of find a solution for like what would be the thing that would have kept us in the workforce. And really what that came down to was properly scoped part-time roles that were meaty, career-worthy, that allowed us to be that great employee and also that parent that we wanted to be as well. So we set about establishing a, um, a marketplace that allowed us to bubble up all of this incredible talent that's being excluded from the workforce, as Steph just mentioned, and allow employers to tap into that as well. So we essentially connect employers with talent. Now, I find it really interesting because one of my questions was, um, you know, how how many places actually allow flexible work these days? And you just kind of answered that for me, Steph, when you said 99% or whatever it is, a huge amount of jobs that are advertised are for full-time work. Are you finding with your business that what you're trying to do is actually change businesses? Because you've got the people that want it. Are you trying to change the businesses as well, Steph? Yeah, absolutely. That's our whole job. It's to find those career-worthy part-time roles. And it is about helping business owners and managers and HR professionals to think differently about how they go to market. And there's a lot of different reasons why they would do that. So it does make sense for their businesses. 
um, but we just need them to step outside of what they've done previously um, and to think differently. So there is a lot of um, sort of education and so on. I think you mentioned, you know, who are the businesses or is their appetite. What we really find is that there's a great um, appetite from growing small businesses, these wonderful organisations who are doing interesting things. They're not really stuck in those rigid ways of working. So they are really just looking for great people to help them grow their business and they they aren't restricted by that sort of full-time mentality. So there are wonderful roles on. We see a lot of, you know, marketing, finance, HR, sales and account management, those type of roles there. I was going to ask if some industries were more open to it than others. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, I can't see <laughs> law. I don't know. I just hear a lot of bad stories about law firms <laughs> and women just not being able to continue their work. I mean, is that kind of a difficult one to crack? Look, I think, honestly, the challenge is for any large business that has um, not necessarily adapted to the new ways of working, right, and the way that talent want to work. And there continues to be a rub between how businesses have been set up in the past and the the way that talent want to work in the, the future, essentially. So... What we help businesses with is adapting their structures to be able to cater for that. And so there's a lot of work that goes into obviously equipping managers with the skill set to manage teams differently that will be working remotely from home, not in the office and you know not, not available for a couple of days a week or leaving early. So there are all these sorts of different ways of working that if businesses can't accommodate those preferences, they will be losing that sort of war for talent because they're... What about the ones that say they do it and then you find, okay, I'm working four days. That's what's on paper. That's what I get paid for. But really, I'm working five. Like, as the industry is changing, um, are there those boundaries and parameters put in so that workers can say, actually, I'm sorry, I'm not taking that call today. Mm -hmm. Yep. We've seen a real change, actually, over the last few years since we set up Beam. So originally it was more like, well, if someone wants to work part-time, fine, they can, but, you know, that's on them. Now we're actually starting to see some sort of market forces come about that's actually driving businesses to change the way that they think. So it's harder to find great talent in many different areas. A lot more organisations are actually taking seriously the effort to have more women in leadership and to see more gender equity, not just because, you know, they've got a target, but because they can see that it does drive more innovation and they do want diversity of thought. So now they're actually starting to ask us, well, how do we do that then? Because it's no good to anyone if you say you can do five days in four. The person's not going to be set up for success. They're probably going to burn out at some point um, or resent that organisation or the role. The organisation doesn't benefit either because they haven't actually thought about how do we get this work done by this team when someone's gone down from five days to four. So that's where we have some tools that just help to redesign work. Now, I know that it's all, it it is very complicated just talking about it. You know that there are lots of different options and ways to make it work. It kind of makes my head hurt. But if you had to describe the types of flexible work arrangements that are the most acceptable to business or the most common, what would they be? I mean, is it job sharing? Is it part-time work? What is it that you see 
both businesses and talent are sort of embracing? Well, it sort of just depends on the size of the business, right? So for organi- you know, smaller organisations, they typically opt for part-time because they're not necessarily replacing a full-time role. Whereas in larger businesses, if they are looking to replace roles, they either look at part-time and rescope the role to distribute work either elsewhere or with another resource somewhere else, or they'll do um, job sharing, of course. But there's various forms of job share. So you might have a vertical job share, which is a more senior and a more junior person working together, or more equal job share where it's sort of side by side. And so, yeah, so you see those sorts of roles. You, Of course, you know, there's different types. There can be permanent part-time. There can be uh, gig workers that are doing sort of, you know, reduced hours in a week, but for a project. Uh, so that might only be four or five months or so. So there are sort of many different forms, but it kind of depends on the team, on the business. One of the great options for flexibility is working from home. And that's become a lot more, a lot easier for businesses to do and for people to do as well, because technology has been rolled out now at a lot more organisations where you can do that and work from anywhere. And I think that's just helpful from the perspective of not losing that commute time, right? And so a lot of people can work in a really focused, productive way at home um, and, you know, organisations like that as well from there. As long as the kids are in childcare, right? You cannot work from home when the kids are around. That's right. Yeah, I think that was something I was confused about when I was, when my kids were small. It was like when people would say they would work from home, I'd be like, oh, cool, then I don't have to worry about childcare, blah, blah, blah. But then Mm -mm. you do not work. It's a nightmare. No, you can't do anything. (laughs) That's right. Finally, what's your advice for a parent who might be listening to this and let's say they're currently employed, like most people are, in full-time work. What would you say to them are the first steps they should take if they want to find a flexible arrangement? First of all, you're not alone. It is really hard. It's really hard when you have those competing priorities and, you know, you're sort of questioning, who am I? You know, I used to define myself by my career and now... I'm a parent, I don't know, you know, but there are a couple of different ways to go. And the first one I think is to say, do I love my organisation and the work that I do? And if you do, then um, get some help to rescope that role and have a conversation, you know, with your manager or HR. And, you know, we've got tools that that can help that um, process and provide a methodology to it. So we can help you there if you like. But also if you feel that it's beyond that. So the culture doesn't support it. Your managers said no. You just can't see a way for it to work. Then there are organisations who are set up for it and who are offering genuine career-worthy part-time roles and they are winning. I think just to add to that is that the longer that you stay in a position where you're burning the candle at both ends, that you're essentially approaching burnout the more likely you're going to hit a critical point, whether it's your health, whether, you know, something, whatever that is, it's going to be a point that will force you out of the workforce. So our recommendation is that you get onto it early and that you have proactive conversations. And as Steph said, if they're not going anywhere, there are amazing organisations that would absolutely love to have that sort of capability in their business. I love ending on a positive note. (laughs) Stephanie, Victoria, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Stephanie Roos and Victoria Stewart from Beam, and we'll put links to their website in the notes of this episode. 
Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.